On this week's XJ Talk Show, we hear from the guy who drove his Jeep off the back of a tow truck, and Chrysler Fiat is considering appealing the $150 million verdict in the exploding Grand Cherokee gas tank trial. We spread some of that YouTube love. Tammy reviews the Barricade Rock Sliders, and in Wrangler Talk, she lists the top five reasons moms should be driving a Wrangler. We've got some Amazon You Bought What. We address a voicemail tech question. I talk more about unibody stiffeners, and Zag gives us a Jeep tip going into detail about the Axle Disconnect Delete Kit on the next XJ Talk Show. The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. XJ Talk Show is on the air. Okay, it's a podcast. Oh, you know what I mean. (laughs) Anyway, here's Tony and Josh. First week in G. Fiat Chrysler Auto considers appealing the $150 million verdict in the exploding gas tank trial. Fiat Chrysler is considering an appeal of that $150 million verdict in the exploding Grand Cherokee gas tank trial from last week. You guys remember the ground or the, the jury found Chrysler 99% responsible for the 2012 death of a four-year-old boy. The boy died with a 99 Jeep Grand Cherokee in which he was riding in, burst into flames after it was struck from behind by a pickup traveling at a high rate of speed. The driver of the pickup, also defendant in the lawsuit, had already been sentenced to eight years in prison after pleading guilty to vehicular homicide. At issue is the location of the vehicle's fuel tank, in which it's behind the rear axle and within about a foot of the rear bumper. FCA US maintains that the design met all safety standards at the time, and the data shows the design is still currently safe. In a written statement, the company said it was unfortunate that the jury under Georgia law was not allowed to see the data. I should say so. In all seriousness, other than the law, I can't think of a single reason why that data wasn't shown to the court. Now, before you go and start thinking that uh, this is the only time uh, this has ever happened, uh, other than back in the 70s with the Ford Pinto, well, here's some food for thought. Tragedies of the same type occur more frequently in 57 other vehicles on the U.S. roads, and 21 of those 57 have the same fuel tank placement as the 99 Jeep Grand Cherokee. In 2013, Jeep and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration agreed to recall up to 1.5 million of the 93 through 98 Grand Cherokees and 2002 through 07 Jeep Liberties to add a trailer hitch assembly around the fuel tank to provide supplemental protection in low-energy crashes. NHTSA's original recall request also would have considered the 99 to 2003 Grand Cherokee, such as the one in which the boy died, but the SUV was specifically removed from the ultimate recall action, and I don't know why. Starting for some uh, 2005 models, the tanks of the Jeeps were moved to a midship location between the front and rear axles. FCA maintains that both designs are safe and the earlier version met or exceeded all federal safety standards. The jury awarded the boy's parents $30 million for for their pain and suffering and $120 million for the loss of the boy's life. Well, last week, guys, I told you about a story about a heroic Jeep owner who decided to fight back against a tow truck who was trying to take his, his Wrangler. Well, the Chicago man who famously drove his Jeep Wrangler off a tow truck last week spoke with the Huffington Post last Tuesday and said that he had no choice but to, quote, put it in drive. His dog was in the passenger seat when the tow truck driver was leaving. The man, who only gave his name as Victor, said his Jeep was still running when he left the Walgreens parking lot for just about a minute to pick up some grub across the street. I saw the tow truck backing up to my Jeep, so I walked up and let the guy know, hey, I'm moving it. Well, the tow truck driver apparently decided to lift it up anyways and take off with it. 
and the guy's dog. Victor saw the YouTube video of his daring escape, which instantly became a viral sensation in dramatic footage caught by Tony Marengo last Sunday night. Victor can be seen sitting in his vehicle, which was being lifted by the tow truck at the time, yelling at the driver to stop. He told Huffington Post he'd be he'd pretty much had enough, and he rolled down the window to scream, Hey, buddy, watch this! And that's when he gunned it. Victor said he was afraid to speak out until he confirmed that what he had done was completely legal. Legally, he's supposed to put me down if I'm there during towing process, Victor said. He thinks uh, he's going to take my Jeep with my bulldog in it? Hell no. He said he knew what he was getting into by parking at the Walgreens and usually has an indifferent relationship with tow truck drivers. But he alleges that this particular tow truck driver was breaking every rule in the book. Apparently, the company Walgreens contracts to tow people out of their lots are known for being, well, rather sharks. They take people very quickly. He says, I knew what I was doing, he said. I'm pretty good at paying for parking and following the rules. The guy was just an insane, crazy bastard. I know tow truck drivers have to do their jobs, but... Trying to take off with me and my dog inside? That's just not right. It's basically holding my Jeep for ransom. Ransom or not, I still stand behind my belief that Victor did the right thing. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys out there who continue to send in stories for This Week in Jeep. If you guys uh, have a story that you think I should be reading, or if you got a response to any one of our stories, please send an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. I know I've mentioned this before, uh, but I'll mention it again. Uh, I know this wasn't in Texas where this occurred, but in Texas... Uh, it is legal for you to shoot somebody if they are committing a felony. And stealing your Jeep is a felony because it's more than $2,000. Mm. And there's been a case uh, here, and, it, and, and they couldn't do anything about it. I mean, it went to the grand jury, but the grand jury did not indict uh, a guy that was behind on his payments. A truck driver, I mean a truck driver, a, a tow truck driver came in and uh, repoed the vehicle. The guy went out there with a rifle and shot him as he was driving down the road. Uh, at, at quite a distance and uh, killed the guy and the guy went and got his truck. Now, uh, a few few years later, uh, the man committed suicide. I think he had a hard time living. Oh, geez. Yeah, I, I think he had a hard time living with what he did. So I'm not saying that you should kill tow truck drivers. I'm just saying if you're a tow truck driver in Texas, you might want to leave that Jeep alone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Double up on that life insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Fun, fun. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, it, uh, and that is a shame about the uh, the fire. I mean, those people getting killed. But you know, I just kind of I can't help but think that so much of these defense lawyers are, are tweaking things, and 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 mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I've said it before. I'll say it again. We're the ones that wind up having to pay for it. Uh, I mean, gasoline is a flammable liquid. Life is if you're alive, there's a danger that you might die. We got to start taking some responsibilities for our actions, people, and not expecting a big payday when somebody, uh, when an accident happens. There was, uh, I've, I've said it before, there was 2.7 million uh, Jeep Cherokees, uh, of the real ones, alone made. And out of 2.7 million uh, of just those Jeeps, we've had 50 deaths. I mean, 50 is too much, of course, but come on, let's get realistic about the numbers. I'm the only chatty one tonight. xjtalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road and now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too using your smartphone install the tap a talk app then search for xjtalk take xjtalk with you wherever you go jury duty dinner with your spouse's parents even well 
anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. The XJ Talk Show is now available on iTunes. Subscribe and leave a review. Also, hey. be sure to give us a five star rating. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one just sitting there listening to the XJ Talk Show. Why aren't you a part of it? What? Tell me more, you say? Well, it's pretty simple. You can become an XJ Talk Show reporter. All you need is a smartphone and the ability to talk to people. Just email reporter at xjtalk.com for more information. Hey guys, coming up in a few minutes, my top five reasons why every mom should drive a Jeep Wrangler and um, why are Jeep Wranglers so popular? I kind of try to figure that out on Wrangler Talk in a few minutes. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Well, if you guys aren't aware of what the uh, 4x4 Radio Network is, it is a collection of podcasts about well, off-road. So it could pretty much be about anything having to do with 4x4-related four, four type thing. Uh, things. Right now, it's uh, Dan uh, over at the 4x4 Podcast and uh, his co-host and uh, the XG Talk Show. Uh, we're, uh, we're in talks with uh, several other shows, and uh, they could be added to the list at any time. So you should visit 4x4radionetwork.com, and you'll see a nice little playlist over there. You can just press play, uh, work on your Jeep, uh, do your work at work, uh, whatever it is that you want to do, and listen to all the 4x4 Radio Network shows. Yeah, if you guys want to check that out, please head over to www.4x4radionetwork.com. I'll write it, and then I don't read it. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for being with us tonight. Uh, as you know, I'm Tony, and uh, we've got Tammy here, our newest uh, member to the team, and Josh, our next to newest member to the team. Uh, before them, it was uh, just a boring Tony hour. <laughs> oh, boy, you guys have to go back and check out some of those first episodes. Uh, comparing them to nowadays, well, it's definitely some uh, different kind of entertainment, if you will. It's like but, the yeah, Wright we've... brothers uh, compared to an, uh, a jet airliner. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> well, guys, you know me as NW99XJ over at XJTalk.com, and that's one of the reasons why we're here. It's one of the best Jeep sites on the web. We're here to support that and encourage you guys to, well, spread the word about XJTalk.com and, of course, XJ Talk Show as well. Uh, but if you know a Jeeper in your life or maybe you yourself are one and you're listening to this show for the first time, well, you guys have found the source for the best Jeep information on the web. That's xjtalk.com. No flaming, no criticism, no such thing as a stupid question. If you've got a Jeeper in your life and they need some help or uh, just another outlet for their enthusiasm, by all means, direct them to xjtalkshow or xjtalk.com. Yeah, I'll be honest. There are stupid questions. But we're not going to tell you it's a stupid question. <laughs> we all know. And you don't have to apologize when you go to post it. You know, uh, you might say, hey, what's a Henway? Don't worry about that. Post it. Yeah, Josh knows this joke. <laughs> post it. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> what's a Henway? Uh, about three or four pounds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was not That's planned. That's like something my nine-year-old would tell me. Exactly. I, I, I warned yeah. everybody on the pre-show that there were some dad See, jokes. Uh, there, there's, there's a <laughs> fine line between elementary school playground jokes and dad jokes, or uh, as we uh, now know, Tony's sense of humor. Well, they're, uh, they're, exactly. they're dad jokes because kids will, uh, they fall for them. 
Uh, no offense, Tammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you're leaning. You're you have about half your head in the frame there. Oh, oh there sorry. you go. So we're <laughs> they can't see what's on the screen. So I have to. Uh, they have to find out by watching this show later or uh, me telling them. So that's uh, uh, that's uh, that's what's happening right now, guys. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, Dad Jokes 101, uh, as long as you enjoy them, that's all that matters. <laughs> well, we'd like for you guys to enjoy some of these voicemails we're going to play. And if you want to get in on some of the voicemail action, all you got to do is dial the 10 numbers, 530-675-4102, or pop on over to xjtalkshow.com and use our SpeakPipe feature, there on the right side of the page. All you need is a smartphone, a tablet, or a computer with a microphone attached to it, and you guys can leave us some great audio. We have some more Nikki G tonight and uh, a new one from uh, somebody called Linda. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, just caught the show. It's uh, kind of bad that uh, Tammy didn't have an intro to her Wrangler Talk section yet. So I'm going to help out and record one. Oh, jeez. Hey, this is Nikki G. And you're listening to Wrangler Talk with Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama. So shut up and listen. Because mama knows best. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll chat I later. like that one. <laughs> Shut up and listen. <laughs> Great tagline. And uh, here, uh, here, here's one from uh, from Linda. And I'm pretty sure Linda joined because uh, of uh, uh, Tammy's uh, segments here on the show. Hey, guys. My name is Linda. And on the forum, I'm known as the Jeepskate. What I wanted to know is is I have a 03 TJ Wrangler that's completely lifted and modified and soup to nuts makes it absolutely beautiful. I also have an uh, 02 automatic Impala that I will be giving to my daughter. My question is, <laughs> Poor thing. I'm going to be giving the Impala to my daughter, so I'm going to be getting myself an automatic Jeep. I was thinking of either a TJ or a YJ, which will be my daily driver. The question is, is what would I need to keep it a daily driver that's great on gas and anything that could possibly like tire size and exhaust, like for gas mileage. And I want it to be the perfect daily driver Jeep. Um, okay, I hope to hear from you soon, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you. Well, love I, well, I the wouldn't... show and love Tammy. Bye. <laughs> well, I wouldn't change a thing. I would leave it stock, and I wouldn't get an automatic because the standard is going to give you better gas mileage. I will uh, say one thing to that, though, and, and Tony's right. Absolutely, uh, an, an automatic is going to be anywhere from one to three miles per gallon less than a than a manual transmission or a standard transmission, rather. Um, but, uh, the interesting, you mentioned the YJs, uh, and I'm thinking you might be going that route because the YJs had a four cylinder engine option, uh, for many, many years. And, uh, you can, might even be able to find some TJs out there that had the four cylinder engine, a very, very fuel economic engine there. Um, you'll probably be looking at somewhere in the twenties, uh, probably not high twenties, but probably low to, to low to mid twenties, 
uh, miles per gallon uh, out of that engine. Um, tire size, I would keep it stock. You know, we're talking 28s. If you're looking for a little something extra, you might be able to get away with some 30s or maybe even 31s. Uh, but then you're going to start really getting into uh, affecting the gas mileage uh, once you get up into 31 inch range or more. I wouldn't touch anything as far as the exhaust and stuff goes. You can start messing around with that stuff a little bit and you might notice maybe a gallon or two uh, increase just because of the kinds of torque increases and horsepower gains that you're going to get out of uh, some minor modifications like that. But honestly, yeah, a, a stock Jeep is going to be the way to go. I would look for a four cylinder out there. It's just going to be the most fuel economic version. If you want to stick with the inline six, just because of the power um, and the flexibility of that and, and everything, uh, you are going to sacrifice gas mileage and you're going to be in the 17 uh, miles per gallon range, if that. So just keep that in mind. Even with a stock Jeep, you're not going to be getting the greatest gas mileage, but they are fun as a daily driver. So, Josh, I had always heard that um, because of the weight of the of the Jeep, whether it's a Cherokee or a Wrangler, because the Wrangler is actually uh -huh. going to be heavier, that the four cylinder wasn't wasn't worth a crap. You wind up having to rev it higher and harder, run it harder to keep the the vehicle going. Then you wind up with about the same gas mileage as a four point oh. Have, have, well, have you ever heard that? With the with the four four cylinders, they geared the axles a little bit differently, uh, and I think instead of the three fifty fives, you you found four tens in those, uh, and so it gave you a little bit more in that bottom end, uh, made it a little bit more friendly in town. And now you're not going to be winning any speed races uh, here, so but uh, plenty comfortable on the freeway. Um, but you're right, you're not going to be you know accelerating, burning rubber, going up a hill. Um, you're not going to win any drag races. They no, no. don't have power to tow. You know, anything like that. But they are not anemic. Um, no, I understand the, that. But I'm just saying the gas mileage winds up being about a wash, maybe with within one or two mile uh, uh, per gallon because of the problem with moving that weight with a four-cylinder. And and like mm, I said, this yeah, is what I've read. I don't know that it's true, and that's why I was asking. Uh, and either one of you, I mean, Tammy, if you happen to have read something or heard something too. So uh, I just want to make sure she has the best interest, to, uh, best information possible. I know I personally will not touch a Jeep unless it has a 4.0 in it. Now, one of the newer yeah, Jeeps... I'm the same way. Uh, I think maybe one of the newer Jeeps... What is it, Tammy? The 3.6, the 3.7 that, that you have in yours? Sorry, yeah, I'm putting, on, putting you on the... Okay, I was sorry. Putting you on the spot. You may not have gotten that far no. yet. Um, so I've lifted the hood once, so... <laughs> well, I read the little sign. Oh, well, that, that's good. Uh, that's good. Actually, that's important to know, too, First whenever step, you're... Yeah. It's important to know, too, when you go into the auto parts place and uh, the, the people, the knowledgeable people behind the counter want to ask you stuff like uh, if you're a Cherokee owner is, is it a grand? No. Listen, <laughs> I said, it's a Cherokee, not a grand. They still ask me, is it grand? No, it's not. Did I say grand Cherokee? I no, said I not, not a grand Cherokee. And it's not one of them blasted 2014s either. So anyway. Yeah. Our people well, aren't very one. knowledgeable here <laughs> behind the counter. <laughs> it's like radio shack. Isn't it? All right. So, uh, and then we got one more Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I've got an upcoming event I would like to plug. <laughs> On uh, May 8th, I'm having a suspicious-looking mole removed from my back. <laughs> uh, if you would like tickets, tickets go on sale. Event, uh, just write into uh, Josh or Tony. <laughs> and uh, tickets are starting at $4,985. Yeah, I only got to sell one. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, I will uh, catch you later. Have a good one. Bye. Well, we know what it costs to have the mole removed. <laughs> yeah, right. Suspicious <laughs> skin tag removal. No. All right. Well, let's get over to some of our YouTube uh, subscribers and that YouTube love. Mm. 
Well, guys, every week we pull four names out of the hat of our ever-growing list of YouTube subscribers. You guys have been doing a pretty good job. That list is subscribing. We uh, is growing. We have uh, reached the 800 mark of subscribers, and we're not turning back. We were floating around that uh, that number for a little while, uh, but you guys have stepped up and heeded our call of telling a friend. Make sure you guys continue to do so, please. Uh, so, first on the list tonight, who do we got? Hot damn, CJ McDougal. And we got Caesar Morrow in there as well. And Kim Young. I gave you an easy one this yeah. week, Tammy. I know. Uh, Corey Thank you. Tomasini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I threw a curveball last week with one of the toughest names I think we've ever had in our list. So, uh, yeah, she's earning her keep here tonight, guys. Uh, so, uh, last week, rather. If you guys want to get on a list, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please head over to youtube.com slash xjtalk. Find us there, subscribe, and be sure to tell a friend. The official number is 830 subscribers. Thank you, guys. Yay. Yeah, it is. So uh, should I play the uh, Nikki G thing Dude, again for the Wrangler for the Wrangler talk? <laughs> yeah. Shut up and listen. It's Wrangler talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now it's time for Wrangler talk with uh, Jeep Mama. Is that right? We're doing the Wrangler talk before the review, Josh. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, we I mean that's fine. Up. I just uh, I've missed that's things. I missed things before. I just want to make sure I wasn't skipping around. <laughs> um. So in 2014, Jeep marked its third consecutive year of record global sales by selling more than 100, 1 million vehicles for the first time in the brand's history. And Wranglers accounted for 23% of these sales. And everywhere I go, I see Jeep Wranglers on the roads. My question is, why are they so popular? At first, I thought maybe it was because you're able to drive topless. But here in Maryland, I, I mean, in the summertime anyway, I very rarely see others driving their Wranglers with their tops down. And then I thought maybe we have um, a new generation of off-roaders, but I don't seem to see them on the trails and droves like I see them on the streets. Um, maybe it's because in 2012 the jeep wrangler was equipped with a 3.6 liter engine there you go a 3.6 tony that brought along 285 horsepower with it to go along with that horsepower just less than 285 pounds of torque was also included so after that major upgrade to the jeep the more and more of them were flying off the dealer lots around the country and then came the four doors and families began driving the wrangler so I thought maybe it was because of that, or maybe it's because of the lower insurance rates of the Wrangler, or maybe it's their spectacular resale rates. But either way, there's a ton of them out there, and I just was wondering why people are buying them because they're not—they don't seem to be using them like I'm using mine, as you know, going topless, off-roading, making my Jeep unique. Um, it's just kind of—I just found it kind of bizarre. So anyway, along those lines, I was thinking, huh, people buying Jeeps, what are the top five reasons that I think moms should be driving a Jeep? Now, a couple months ago, maybe a year ago, I did my top three reasons that moms should buy a Jeep. And this is before I got into off-roading and into um, modifying my Jeep. So my number one reason was we can say goodbye to carpools. Now that I'm in my Jeep, I have two less seats, which makes it more difficult for me to carpool all those other people's bratty kids. So that's a big relief off my shoulders. The other day, the other reason is snow days. In a Jeep, it's a lot more fun when we have snow days because we can take the kids out and ride around in the snow instead of being stuck in the house. And then my 
one of the biggest reasons that moms should have a Jeep is, you know, they don't make Calgon anymore. I don't think they do anymore. You remember those commercials, Calgon, take me away. Well, instead of, you know, getting relaxing in a bubble bath, just hop in your Jeep with the top down and turn the music up. And it's so relaxing. So then I, now that I'm off-roading and doing my modifications, those are my two other reasons moms should buy a Jeep. Um, last year, I took some lessons in off-roading and I became addicted. And I found out this is my new favorite activity. Taking my Jeep out on the trails and tackling those rocks is exhilarating and it's challenging. And as a stay-at-home mom, it's a constant need to find new challenges and Besides just advocating for your kids or taking on new volunteer roles, it's a something different and it's great to be in the outdoors and it's exhilarating and it gives you a sense of power that you can do anything. And the other reason mom should buy um, a Jeep Wrangler is the modifications they can make to their Jeep and they can do them themselves and they can make their Jeep look unique to them. And... Um, with me, I've had limited funds, so it's been a challenge to find unique ways to modify my Jeep. And when I buy my stuff, instead of getting the guys at the shop to do it, I do it myself, and I'm learning new skills. I'm learning to wire up my new lights. I'm learning what body mounts are. I'm learning about the engine, and it's very it's just rewarding to know that I can do this all on my own. So those are my top five reasons why mom should buy a Jeep and why anyone actually should buy a Jeep because I kind of fill in for anyone. So Tony and Josh. Yeah, that's a lot of great reasons. Um, you know, my number one reason for, for wanting a Wrangler because they are fun to drive. Plain and simply, there's no other vehicle on the planet that drives like a Jeep, especially a Wrangler. Uh, for that matter. And, and that's just, if, if that type of characteristic driving characteristic, uh, is up your alley, then there is no other vehicle that is going to satiate that thirst. And, uh, and by all means, guys get out there and drive a Jeep. If you've never been behind the wheel of a Jeep, you owe it to yourself to, uh, to hit up your buddy, uh, say, Hey man, let me, let me just take it out for a spin. Uh, go down to a dealership, make a day out of it, head down to a dealership, test drive a Wrangler, even a new Wrangler, uh, if you can find one on a used lot, even better. Uh, but get out there and get yourself behind the wheel of a Jeep. You owe it to yourself to do so. You know, I mentioned uh, this to my brother-in-law who uh, likes riding motorcycles. He likes the open air and you mm -hmm. know, sit, sitting up high above the traffic because, you know, you're sitting you're at least as high as you are when you're standing on the road uh, when you're sitting on a motorcycle and uh, you have all that freedom and stuff. And I said, you know, uh, I, I know several family members are concerned about you becoming a, a, a grease stain on the road. Uh, riding that motorcycle, why don't you get a Jeep? Get you a Wrangler. I said, you know, you can take the top off, you can take the doors off, and you still got metals uh, around you. So there's some right. protection, but you still have that open air. Plus, you can go off-road, <laughs> which is a little little tough to do uh, with the motorcycle that he's got. He's got a, a good go-fast motorcycle, not a off-road motorcycle. So, you know, it just made a lot of sense to me. He's still riding the motorcycle. That's fine. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's his choice. But, you know, I did my part. It's, it, it's very interesting driving around without anything above you. It's like, you know, these telephone poles and, and lights that are going by over your head. You're going, what's, oh, what's that? Oh, look at that bird. There's a jet. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really strange when you first do it, which it's new. It's a new experience to me because we've only had the TJ for, I think, two years now. 
Yeah, it's invigorating right. and refreshing and just clears your head. Yeah, I guess it could do that. Uh, it mess up your hair, too. I remember yeah. uh, going down uh, uh, one of the freeways over here at 70 miles an hour, and my wife didn't have a, uh, a nice hat to wear yet. And boy, it just made a mess of her <laughs> long hair. Oh, she thought it. She thought it was hilarious. I need to find that picture and uh, put it, it just, put it up someplace because she did a selfie with that uh, with that hair just all over her face everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it does get it does get dangerous for women when they're driving with their long hair because you know when I'm driving sometimes and I don't have my hair up, you know, my hair is like this, and I'm like, wait, I can't see. I'm going to crash. <laughs> so you yeah, gotta have a hat or a, or a. Or a little, you know, ponytail tie. You need, you need to start a whole line of uh, Jeep Mama hats and ponytails. There you go. <laughs> Scrunchies. Yep. Well, uh, and, and actually, uh, I, was, I did want to say a great uh, Wrangler Talk segment. It is the uh, the exact thing that I thought of uh, whenever I spoke with Josh about uh, getting you on the show to do the interview and then, uh, you know, later having you do some segments and stuff. It, it's that excitement and that interest that is, it's different than the Cherokee. It, it is uh, uniquely Wrangler. And uh, that was, uh, I really enjoyed that that five-point segment. I think that that touched on a lot of the things that uh, I had in mind whenever uh, I, I first ran across you. I think it was on Google+. Plus. So thank you for that. Yeah, I'm working on um, my top 10 necessary items you must have when you're out driving around in your Wrangler. Sunscreen. That's my, yeah, that's my next, <laughs> my next list. That's on it. Make that 11. <laughs> I cannot be outside longer than 15 minutes before I start getting burned. And the, oh boy. Yeah. The Wrangler is something that you got to be really careful about if you're fair skinned. My wife says I'm not white. I'm pink. So there you go. <laughs> he's, he's rare. <laughs> so, so, so pale. He's almost blue. <laughs> So anyway, let's move on to uh, our reviews, and we actually have some this week, which is which is an always always a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we need you to set, please head over to iTunes and give us a five star review if you haven't done so already, and you're listening to us on iTunes. Well, take a moment to just click that button, leave that five star review, and by all means, leave us a comment, even if it's just to say hi. Hey, you're doing a good job. Enjoy the show. Or if you have some constructive criticism for us, please let us know. If uh, we aren't doing right by you, well, we want to let you, we want you guys to let us know. So we got one here by uh, Joe Safety on April 8th uh, of this year. In fact, five-star review. You guys rock. Keep up the great work. Love listening to you as I commute to work. Great time to listen to us. Uh, to wake up with, uh, with the three of us. Boy, there's something to start your day with, huh? <laughs> Anyways, guys, keep up the good work. We appreciate all of that. Um, and thank you, Joe Safety, for uh, taking the time to leave us that five-star review and leaving us a comment as well. And we've got one from our YouTube channel as well, guys. Uh, once again, youtube.com slash xjtalk. Uh, you can always leave a comment on any one of our videos there. Uh, we uh, we get to those every now and again, not as often as we should, but we bring those out for you. And we've got one here from Fabio Lully just seven hours ago. Hi, thanks for reading my wow. review in the show. I invited the Venezuelan XJ community to hear your show. Again, good show. You can take a look to the Venezuela XJ community on this page, www.zonaxj.com.ve. Best regards, Fabio. Those poor bastards in other company, like other countries, I should say. <laughs> they have to add on extra things onto the end there. 
So yeah, yeah. but uh, well, Fa- Fabio, we really appreciate that, and uh, we also appreciate the bada. It, it's again, it's that joke about Fabio doing the commercials. You know, well, oh, it's yeah, not. I, can't I, believe I, it's not bada. See, they've probably <laughs> never even seen that commercial over there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, look, we have a, a nice little uh, Jeep tip that we mentioned earlier uh, that uh, Zach put up on our uh, Dropbox account some time ago, like the first part of February. And it was only, what, Josh, a couple of days ago when he sent us the email saying, hey, did you guys see the, uh, yeah. the Jeep tip? <laughs> <laughs> never never heard it. Send that to you guys. What, what's up? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Zach, you know, sorry for uh, taking the, you know, a little bit of a delay on getting uh, that up and, and everything. So, but now we have it. And for your guys' listening pleasure, uh, Zach on uh, the CAD delete kit. And now for a disclaimer, Jeep tips is for entertainment purposes only. If you choose to follow these tips, man up and take the responsibility for your own actions. If you cannot, or you feel that working on your Jeep is beyond your abilities, seek the help or advice of a trained certified mechanic. Hey, this is Zach, XJ1993. Today I want to talk a bit about a recent upgrade that I've added to my Jeep to eliminate an issue that I had with my four-wheel drive system. So most XJs built in the 80s and early 90s, there's a system called the CAD, which stands for the Central Axle Disconnect. Now it's designed to help improve gas mileage and uh, tire wear, and it did that by disconnecting two halves of the passenger axle shaft. So if you um, live across the pond and you have a right-hand drive Jeep, then you're going to have it on the driver's side. So uh, the system essentially did the same thing as locking hubs, um, but when the axle shafts were disconnected, the driver's side tire spun through the differential and the passenger side only spun half of the axle shaft. So when the disconnect was engaged, two piece, the two-piece axle would lock together and allow power to be transferred from the transfer case down to the wheels. So if you're like me, uh, your system, it didn't work at all. Um, you could shift the transfer case, not have full drive. It's can be kind of dangerous uh, in certain situations. So um, I found a remedy to fix this problem. It is the Alloy USA CAD Permanent Lock Kit, which is uh, its model 451100 on the Alloy USA site. So um, I purchased mine on Amazon. Uh, it was, I think it was around 50 bucks. So pretty good value there. Um, I like this kit. Highly recommend it. Um, there's, it's got great build quality. The price is good, um, and you know you can never make your Jeep too reliable. So this kit does a couple things. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Um, the kit is used as a mean to eliminate the vacuum disconnect on the Dana 30 axles found on early model Cherokees. Um, I have a Comanche, so it. Uh, it fixes the ones on the Comanches, and some of the YJs had that CAD disconnect axle. So any of the Dana 30s that have central axle disconnect, uh, this kit will work to um, delete that system off the back of the axle housing. Um, the kit actually said that it um, is for some Ram pickups as well, so I'm not sure if there's maybe some half-ton Dodges in that same area era. Um, that used the same Dana 30 axle or 
maybe a larger axle, but use the same technology. So, um, it uh, what it does is it replaces the factory vacuum shift motor and shift housing off of the rear of the front axle. And it adds a new housing and it adds a shift fork retaining bolt. So the system has no moving parts, um, keeps it really reliable, and it's, uh, it's relatively easy to install. So uh, one thing about this kit is it really could, it could end up saving your life, um, or it could help, you know, it could help you to not have to hike out of somewhere a few miles. Um, I mean, there's lots of situations where we put ourselves in when we're out wheeling where you know we need there's rough trails we need four-wheel drive to get in and if something were to happen to the factory system to where we were to lose the ability to use four-wheel drive um it really could be it could be catastrophic um you could end up um in a whole mess of trouble out there so um i have a couple tips for anyone who wants to put this uh kit on their jeep or I guess if you have a Ram pickup and you're looking to replace some parts, uh, this would also go for you. So a couple things is first off, um, kit comes with great instructions. Um, they'll guide you through the install. You don't have to worry about a whole lot. It's pretty easy uh, to install if you, you know, know your way around the axle on your Jeep. Um, and uh, you're going to need... A few, a couple things. You're going to need a basic socket set with some metric sizes, and um, I believe the axle uses metric sizes on the bolts that hold the housing on, but the um, the CAD kit uses like SE. I think it's a three quarter and maybe a half inch. So um, end wrenches or you can use sockets for that. You'll need some RTV silicone. Um, you're going to have to remove the old gasket off the axle. Mine came apart in little pieces, so you'll need to be able to scrape the old one off and clean it up real good. I wouldn't use anything too crazy on there. You just want to make it look, you know, make it smooth to the touch. That's a good way to, f to tell if it's ready for a new gasket is if it's nice and smooth. Wouldn't use anything that could gouge the axle housing. Um, you don't want any leaks there because that can, uh, that can cause other problems. Um, you're also going to want a drain pan. Um, so depending on the shape of your axle seals, you will probably need to top off your differential after you install this kit because when you pull the that housing cover off the axle housing, you're going to have some diff oil that'll drain out of that out of the CAD housing. So um, on mine, maybe three or four cups uh, drained out. It was, it was a substantial amount, so. Um, I would definitely recommend go ahead and topping off your uh, your differential. Um, I would take this. There's a little skid plate um, under the axle there to protect the vacuum motor. I would take that off first and then remove the housing. Just get it out of the way. Um, clean up around the housing. You know, scrape off all the oil or whatever you got all over your axle. Just get the dirt, kind of wash it down a little. You want to do that so that you, when you remove that housing cover, you don't get all sorts of garbage into your axle. Um, you want to keep that as clean as possible. You want to make sure you don't get any foreign material in there. Um, that's going to help keep your axle, uh, your axle nice and happy. So, um, when you separate the old housing, 
um, from the vacuum motor. You gotta take, pull out some some uh, C clips in there so you can remove the shift fork. Uh, make sure you remember which way the fork went on the motor. Uh, it does matter when you reinstall it. If you do it backwards, it won't fit in there quite right, and it will also uh, lock the um, it'll lock your axle out of four-wheel drive instead of into four-wheel drive. So you want to make sure you get that in right. And uh, finally, just take your time. Don't rush the fix. Um, make sure you get everything in the right spot. Make sure you have everything kind of lined up. Um, clean the bolts up and stuff like that. You know, make sure your surface for the, the it comes with a gasket. Make sure that your gasket surface is good and clean so you have a good seal. Um, the last thing you want is to put this new housing on there and then have a leak. So make sure you get this right so you don't have to pull it all back apart. Um, I would take a few minutes to rotate both sides of that passenger axle shaft. Um, just inspect it for damage and wear. Um, look for anything that's kind of out of the ordinary. Just slide that collar back and forth. See if it engages good. See how the teeth are, the splines on that axle. Just make sure everything's in, in, uh, in good shape. Also, inspect the shift fork. Um, I know those aren't terribly expensive if it's got a lot of wear on it. Um, maybe look into replacing that as well. Um, I would look at look kind of with a flashlight in the bottom of the housing there, in the bottom of the axle housing. Look for little metal bits or any filings or anything that's kind of just out of the ordinary dirt and stuff like that. Um, that can point to other problems that you could have in your axle with other seals or um, different things like that. So um, those are just a couple tips that'll hopefully help you guys if you're looking to do something like this um, and. It uh, it's a great kit. I've I tested it on my Jeep. Just went out and put it in four-wheel drive and played around a little bit, and it uh, seemed like it just worked flawlessly. I I really like this kit a lot. Um, it's I recommend it to anybody who's ever had problems with theirs. It's just a super simple uh, kit. Um, I really like it because of how simple it is. It's over-engineering on these old Jeeps is kind of a plague. And uh, this kit was, it really was designed to kind of fight back. So, um, so if you're, wherever, whatever you're doing, if you're having fun out wheeling or if you're just wrenching in the shop, um, just always remember to keep it Jeep. I like that. And uh, great yeah. tip. Uh, appreciate that. I was just commenting to Josh on uh, Skype chat that uh, I'm not used to these long uh, Jeep tip segments. We've been doing those quick Jeep tip segments and the show's been boom, 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 boom. It's it's a nice change to have a little more detail on the uh, the tech side of things. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that applies for all of you earlier XJ owners uh, or even uh, YJ owners. Yeah. Uh, this is a great upgrade for even you Wrangler guys. So if you've got uh, an 80s Wrangler uh, or an 80s Cherokee and you've got that, uh, that disconnect axle, by all means, invest in that kit. It's not very expensive and mm -hmm. it's very easy to install. Uh, you can get that over on Amazon, so by all means, check that out. Now, I'm not real, real familiar with the uh, the broken axle, as as I guess some might call it. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the thing he was talking about would actually uh, engage it all the time. Not, it, Correct. It makes it not selectable. Because I remember seeing something, I think it was on uh, Quadratech, where they actually had a cable uh, so you could replace that uh, that vacuum disconnect with this cable mechanism, which I thought was was infinitely better uh, than what the, the vacuum disconnect is. Because, you know, 
vacuum hoses. Although I guess ARB kind of does that with the air lockers kind of in a way. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a different kind of plastic uh, for yeah. that. The the, va- the vacuum line is is pretty much like what you see in the engine compartment uh, that goes down to the axle for, for that. And as you guys are all too familiar with, um, it does chap and crack yeah. after a while. So you got 200,000 miles on, on that uh, on that vacuum line. And, and, and it's exposed to pretty much anything and everything down there. Uh, it, it Chances are it's leaking by now if it's never been addressed. Yeah, that's not a good time to find out. And you'll be uh, pulling vacuum hose off the engine to try to get your four-wheel drive working. Uh, never a good uh, never a good thing. So, uh, ooh, little campfire side chat, Josh, Tammy. Yeah, yeah. Why is Tony always so late to these? I'm, I've been out wheeling. Know, Everybody right? knows I'm here. a big wheeler. you know actually i'll mention this real quick uh you in your uh wrangler talk segment you mentioned about uh why do you see all these jeeps rolling around and uh some of them are even modified and the tops aren't off and etc etc i drive a highly modified uh jeep cherokee every day and i've taken it off road maybe three times uh maybe maybe four times it hurts i know hurts but it's it's a daily driver, and uh, I have to plan on getting out there and plan on what I'm doing. And if I'm gonna, and, and the inexperience is, is that I don't know what's gonna happen to it. And I'm, am I gonna yeah. be taking it to work Monday, oh, I, or am I gonna I have get, to be working on it Sunday? So I think a lot of oh, people are just that. scared. No, but even, but for Wranglers, the the main reason I bought my Wrangler was to take the top down. You know, but and I. In the summertime, nobody has their top down. It's very rare. It might rain. That I see. You have to wear a hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just like, why buy it then if you're not going to put the top down? I agree with you. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, my wife really, really likes having the, the top off the Wrangler, uh, but she can't do it. I have to do it for her, and it bothers her. Oh, do you have a hard top? No. Oh. It's a soft why top? Why can't she do it? It's easy. Uh, she can't reach it, <laughs> and it's hard to get off. Uh, and she oh, I knows, stand on my I stand on my um, the driver's seat. Yeah, I mean, I, where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, she's got sliders on there. She can stand on the sliders now. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I need to get one of those things that you were talking about, where you put it on the zipper to make it easier to pull both. Open oh yeah, and those are those are awesome. And and also too, uh, I forget what top you have. You have the factory top, right? Yeah. So this yep. is a, a best top, and it's a, a multi-piece. So the sides come off, the top comes off, the back comes oh, off. Yeah. It's yeah. all separate no, pieces. I, I should actually should do a video and show you guys. But mine, you know, I can just flip the latches in the front, and then it flips up. And then I stand on my driver's chair, and I just push it back. And then I get out and go around into the back seat. And then I, you know, put it down. And I make my, you know, Jeep W and that's how I do it most of the time. And mm-hmm. then when it's like really nice, then I put it all the way down where you have to sip the side windows off and the back window mm-hmm. and you just bring those into the house and then you can put all the way down. Well, she does flip the driver's passenger front back that, that one she can do oh, yeah. very easily. So she, that's kind of how she handles right. it is, uh, but, but she likes them all to be off and or the top still to be on, but she can flip the top back. And then the rest of the, the, the sides in the back are off. And uh, I just have to, uh, we have to watch the weather reports. And uh, I don't know how it is right. in, in your area, but here on the Gulf Coast, we can have, uh, during the summertime, we can have rain showers just come up instantly. Oh, yeah. Pop-up rain showers in the afternoon. Yeah. Same here. 
Okay. I thought it might be, but I've never lived anywhere else. Anyway, uh, so uh, so much for quickly. Hey, Josh, what do you got? <laughs> well, I got a, uh, a little package uh, coming from the Brown Santa. It should be here tomorrow. Yay. I was hoping to have it uh, by today so I could have a little bit of show and tell with you guys. But uh, unfortunately, it is still in transit. And what I am talking about is what I was talking about last week with some frame stiffeners or the XJ chassis channel or unibody reinforcement plates. Um, the ones that I chose to go with are from Rough Stuff, and I did that for a number of reasons. Now, um, I, I told you there's pretty much the big three out there, the TNT, um, the Rough Stuff, and, uh, and geez, now I'm brain farting on what the other one was. But the, the reason I went with these uh, was because of they, they are the thickest. They are the 3 inch steel. They come nine inches up into the front wheel well. Um, they also extend an inch onto the floorboard instead of creating, um, uh, you know, a long stress riser where some of these others just end. These actually kind of fold over and, and, and protrude against the floorboard, really giving it a lot more reinforcement into the unibody itself than versus just right there at the frame rails. Um, and that and the reputation, there's so many reviews on these online and just everybody says it's, you know, just the best you can buy. Who, who uh, was it again? I missed it. This is rough stuff. Oh yeah, I got their uh, now. Their rough diff rough stuff is if you guys don't know, you know, rough stuff is a is a um, uh, roughstuffspecialties.com, uh, Really, probably one of the leading retailers for builder parts. And now, most ninety percent of what they sell is for the fabricator, rod ends and tube links and and, and things like that. They do offer um, these uh, the XJ unibody uh, stiffeners as well. You know, complete third members. You know, you may you name it all sorts of tabs and conversion kits. You want a four-link conversion for your Cherokee for the rear, these guys have the kit. These are who I bought uh, my Panhard bar kit from, or the the over-the-axle um, uh, track bar kit. And uh, and I got a good deal on the frame stiffeners because they were offering an Easter sale. And uh, with a special code, I was able to get a uh, another you know additional percentage off of the uh, off of the order. And, uh, and so I cannot wait to get these on. Now, obviously, this is going to be the first step for some things to come. And one of those things I was been, I've been talking about are some long arms. Uh, and so once these get put on, well, then the long arms will be going on next. So, yeah, I can't wait to get these. They should be here. Well, not here. They're actually I'm having them shipped to my work. Uh, but nonetheless, they will be uh, in-house uh, this weekend. <laughs> They're going to give you a hard time at work. I'm sure they do already, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a freaking eight-foot, you know, package coming. What the hell is this? And now, then, here's the, and thing, then the testosterone's going to kick in. Everybody go, well, open it. Let's see it. I want to look. Yeah. Let me touch it. Get your <laughs> grubby paws off of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I went and looked some them other, up to I got see some other goodies you were talking coming. about. Those look kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I got some other goodies coming from Rough Stuff as well. I'll share those with you guys next week when I can actually play a little bit of show and tell for you. But, uh, but yeah, and this is going to be interesting. I'll have an interesting story to tell uh, you guys next week because I have no idea how I'm going to get these home. The Cherokee's in the garage right now, <laughs> in my garage, and it's uh, it's undrivable at this point. Um, so I, uh, I'm doing some work to it, and, uh, and there's no way in heck I'm going to be able to get it ready to drive to work tomorrow. So... Um, yeah, I'm going to try and, uh, and fit these in the Honda somehow or another, uh, might be interesting. So <laughs> maybe I'll even take some, uh, very comic relief oh, type, yeah. uh, pictures Please for you do. guys. So also too, uh, you might want to take you some, some twine. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not, but I, I have a, a pet turtle and he's had a problem with his shell. So I picked up this, uh, this, uh, <laughs> this new turtle shell. You guys can't see it. This is yeah, a I'm uh, for the 30 second delay here. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the diff cover uh, that I, I got for the uh, Chrysler uh, 8.25, and it looks just like a turtle shell. 
it's really uh, oh god it's heavy i went and grabbed it uh now see i'm i'm planning on doing some um uh arb air locker installations hey. so i haven't put it on yet that's the reason why it hasn't been installed anyway oh, I can see it now yeah it's uh, it's heavy too oh yeah that's I went, huge i went and grabbed Where'd that thing same place you got yours what was it no, i want to oh, say rough stuff yeah rough stuff i wanted to say rough country that wasn't right so I, I grabbed that thing real quick while you were talking and came over here and and was holding it with one hand and went to drop it on my leg just to you know just to have it just to have it sit there and i went oh that hurt <laughs> was yeah and if i'm now, if i'm not mistaken that's three eighths inch steel isn't isn't it or is it quarter inch um yeah i think it's three eighths yeah, three eighths. First to build well, three eighths the, the flange, differential cover. The flange is a quarter. I'm sorry, so no, the flange is three eighths. Like paint it and stuff, or do you just leave it like that? Well, I, you don't have to on the inside, but on the outside, you do. Primer it okay. and uh, you know paint it red. And Joshua, you have to paint your stiffener thingies. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a lot of prep work to. Um, there's some undercoating on the unibody that I'm going to have to uh, have to get rid of, and uh, there's a couple really good ways to do that. Uh, and uh, power tools will be the mm -hmm. first uh, prerequisite there. Um, but uh, yeah, when you, I, you need some bare steel to weld to, and that and that's uh, what uh, what all the prep work is for. Oh, yeah. um, oh so you're going to weld yours on? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they have to be oh. welded on. There's there's okay. no other no other uh, way about it. So okay. um, yeah, going to be doing a lot of welding. Um, and then you got to grind the welds down uh, to make them look pretty. Of course, don't have to, but it's uh, you know in, in, in good taste. And uh, and then of course, yeah, yeah, good a good shot of paint because that is bare steel mm -hmm. and it's not stainless steel, uh, and so it is going to rust unless it's protected. Uh, so a good a good amount of uh, some uh, some paint. I'll probably do an etching primer and then uh, do some bed liner. Uh, to really give it a good thick coat of protection underneath there that I know is going to last for years and years. You are going to feel like you're driving a tank once you get those things Absolutely. on there. Absolutely. Because nothing's going to flex. It's You're going to go, You the flexing that was going on that you didn't realize what was going on is going to be gone, especially yeah, on the gonna, rocks. I'm gonna, now all of a sudden there's going to be all these little weak links and noises and stuff that pop up that I'm going to be like, what's that? Where'd that come from? Why is it doing this? <laughs> That's true. That's, That's be true fun. because whenever you uh, remove the flex in one place, it it will show up someplace else. So, but uh, it, it won't be. You'll actually uh, have what, what, what actually could be considered a frame once you have those things on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, really, really quick. Touching on your um, diff cover, I just went over to Rough Stuff because I was uh, I was on there while I was talking here, and the eight and a quarter uh, diff cover they have here bent eight ways. The ring is one half inch, and the cover yeah. is three eighths inch thick. Plate steel cover bent eight ways, machined absolutely flat for a one hundred percent perfect fit. Seems fully welded both inside and out. Guys, this really is about the most indestructible diff cover you can buy. Um, over available at roughstuffspecialties.com. Price $125 plus shipping. Hadn't changed because that's what I paid for mine. I bet you I've had mine a year or two. Uh, it's just been now, sitting here. Is that for, can that be for anybody's? Yeah. I mean, uh, you yeah. just have to anybody's get it for your price. You just have to get it for your differential. Order. Yeah. Yeah, now they 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 offer them for all sorts of other um, different differentials, anything from a Ford nine inch um, right. to a Dana thirty five. Even mm -hmm. uh, they have a Dana forty four as well. I'm not sure if that is the JK forty four or not, but I'm pretty sure it would fit. Um, you have to give them a call and and check that out for the Dana forty four. It's one hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, you don't want to, especially when you're doing rocks. You don't want to bend in the diff cover and have it uh, Ooh, rubbing against no. the ring gear. And and, yeah. and if you bend this, you're dead. 
or, or, or you jumped out of the Jeep before it went over a cliff. Because <laughs> it is, I mean, it's not like they took this thick plate and welded it together. They bend it. <laughs> so they yeah. bend it into a shape and then weld a couple places where they've, you know, where they've had to cut it. So there's minimal welding. And then they have that huge ring around the, 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 the bottom of it that attaches to the diff. And also, it, uh, and I forgot about this, also it helps strengthen the differential. So the pumpkin, where the gears and stuff are, sometimes especially under a high load, you can actually distort the pumpkin, the actual differential. And then the, the uh, pinion, help me out here, uh, Josh, the pinion and ring can actually move and you can break some teeth and have some issues. Well, yeah, you're gonna, basically what you're going to be doing is, is shifting the amount of backlash or preload that you yeah. have on the ring and pinion gears. And, uh, and at that point, that's when bad things kind of start to happen. Um, if, you, if you ever do your diff, uh, diff change in the rear, uh, or even the front for that matter, and, and you see a lot of uh, sparkly glitter in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the fluid as you drain it out, um, that's a sign of things flexing around and moving around in there. Yeah, it's it, and depending it's on how not, much is in there, it's not it's fairy not dust. A good thing. <laughs> it's no, it's, not it's fairy not, dust, and you it's can't not going put it to back. Disney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what this, uh, what these massive diff covers help do, and and they're and uh, rough stuff isn't the only the only people that make uh, diff covers. This is the ones that I I thought were the ones I wanted in my Jeep. Um, but uh, what they do is they help stiffen up that differential. So now it's going to be uh, less likely to flex because of that huge chunk of metal that's holding together, and and also too you have uh, you can go 100 miles an hour through zombies and there's no skull going to come through that differential cover. <laughs> and you're not going to get it caught in there, all the little guts and yeah. skin. And I'm really looking forward to uh, to getting that stuff on there. Of course, I'm looking forward to getting the AR- ARBs in there. But uh, anyway, I don't know, Josh. Do you recall have have I told the audience about the uh, the hit and run that I was involved in? Yeah, you have told the audience about the hit and run. We talked at length about the uh, about the dash cam video that you've got posted up at uh, our XJ Talk video our, our YouTube, YouTube page, right? uh, which is a great watch. If you guys haven't seen that yet, please head over there. And this is Tony's second hit and run um, that that he was a victim of. So uh, this is a hit and run number two. I think is what it's called. So by all means, go check that out. And uh, uh, yeah, a gal had uh, swerved into his lane and had basically all but sideswiped him uh, and then uh, did not pull over. Uh, Tony had done the right thing, had pulled over to the side of the road. Um, when she didn't pull over, he uh, he went ahead and followed her, uh, calling the police because this woman had essentially had just committed a crime. And so he was calling it in. They eventually told him to to stop. Um, and after that, uh, he just basically followed suit with the insurance company instead and let the authorities uh, handle the rest of it. So, and, uh, and Tony, what was the outcome of all that? So what you can see here is a, a, a still image from the, the video cam uh, footage where she's well into my lane. And this is right before the half black moon appears on her uh, rear bumper. Uh, and it's well into the rear bumper, too. Uh, so, uh, and I'll just roll a little bit of the, uh, of the video here that you can see and, uh, that you can see in its entirety. So, uh, she's kind of, uh, run up a ball, uh, up behind this, uh, this van. Here she comes. Boom. And you know, I was really surprised how much it moved my vehicle. Uh, I got a lot of metal well, on my vehicle and, uh, big tires. So I was really surprised. And now yeah, look at, look at her surprise. Over. 
she wasn't coming over gingerly. She was, I mean, full on, a, almost an aggressive lane change <laughs> right into your tire. Yeah. She got a very brutal wake up call that morning. Yeah. And it's just, it's just amazing. It just seems like the, uh, the thoughts here is, is that once you signal, uh, it's all you have to do. It doesn't matter who's around you or who's in the lane. You, it's your responsibility to slow down and miss these idiots. Yeah, I love the gal's expression on her face. Like, <laughs> how dare you be where I'm supposed to be turning into? <laughs> just, I can only share the the expletives. Yeah, the, the expression on her face is just priceless. Yeah, and I felt I felt bad for you when I looked at the video. Uh, it's it's a uh, a young girl that's probably uh, early twenties, maybe mid twenties. Uh, my uh, my daughters are about that age, and uh, I mean. I didn't make any threatening gestures to her whenever I did catch no. up with her. I just was like, I gave her a thumb, like, you know, just pull over. I mean, it's not that big a deal. Both right. vehicles were drivable. Uh, so I, I just, Some I, people. I yeah, I don't know. And apparently it happens quite a bit, but anyway, uh, uh getting back to the thing, I, I went over to, uh, this was a, they were insured by Geico I, and I, 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 they may still be, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, they, uh, I've met over with uh, a Geico representative, uh, this past Saturday, he, uh, looked at the vehicle, uh, I showed him the tire and, uh, uh, very friendly, very, very friendly, uh, more than willing to, uh, to work with me. We go in, we sit down he goes, well, you know, being very friendly, he goes, well, you know, the, the tire really is drivable. And I said, no, I understand. And it certainly is. It's definitely drivable, but uh, and and you you know the Geico and uh, the insurance business better than I do. And if if you don't think it's something that you guys can do anything about, I certainly understand. I'll just uh, raise hell with Geico about it mm-hmm. and see see what they can't do. He goes, and then he goes, well, now I'm sure we can work <laughs> we can work something on this out. But but both of us being very friendly, and I told him, you know, hey, do whatever you want to do. I'm just going to raise hell with Geico about it because it was perfectly fine before your insuree ran into me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was blown away that I had a dash cam video and uh, I told him, you know, the, the dash cam videos are very popular in Russia because uh, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of insurance uh, fraud uh, over in Russia. And uh, I said, it, it didn't dawn on me, but what I should have said whenever she hit me was, Nyet! yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, they, like they do in Russia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was funny. It was fun going over there and I spent about 30 minutes and uh, the final total was, $369. Wow. So basically yeah, they're just- paying to replace the tire and do an alignment. And the interesting thing was the paperwork they gave me um, it has a little sheet on there. So whenever I'm getting the uh, alignment done, if the alignment can't be done for a mechanical uh, failure that was probably caused by, you know, this person ramming into me, they mm-hmm. they will fill out the information. I'll take it back to Geico. They'll need to have the Jeep. They'll have to inspect it with their mechanic and figure out what parts need to be replaced. So I thought that was really cool because, you know, I, I, my assumption was that most of the time the, the insurance company wants to write you a check before it goes up, before something else happens that that check mm-hmm. gets bigger. And I thought it was yeah. nice that Geico actually uh, has a sheet on there that, you know, if there's if you find more damage, We'll have to inspect it to make sure it's, you know, the damage that is being said, because funny business does go on, on on out there, which I certainly understand, but they'll pay me more. But I think with, uh, with the, uh, the tank parts that I have uh, on my Jeep, I'll probably be okay with just a new tire. 
Very good, Tony. Well, finally, a little bit of closure to uh, to that whole round of things. So I'm yep. uh, glad that ended up having a, more or less a, a happy ending to happy things. Ending. I mean, it sucks. Yeah, nonetheless, that you that you got hit. But uh, but it sounds like things got resolved and at least for the most part, satisfactorily. Yep. Yep. So uh, let's uh, rush into uh, our uh, Amazon You Bought What segment. Amazon.com and the XZ Talk Show present You Bought What? Well, guys, if you don't know what this is, well, I'm about to take you to school. Amazon, you bought what? It's a great way to play a little game here with our relationship that we have with Amazon.com. What is Amazon.com, you might ask? Well, it is the place you go to do your online shopping. They've pretty much got anything under the sun uh, available for your online shopping pleasures. And uh, how you how this works is you guys must head over to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com. You'll find our Amazon banner right there on the main page. You click on that. It takes you straight over to amazon.com where you can continue to do your online shopping. But what is going to happen is that Amazon is going to pay us a small little pigeon smidgen of your purchase. That's right. They're going to give us a little tiny little kickback. We're talking fractions of pennies here, really. But the more you guys buy, the more you help out the XJ Talk Show. And helps them keep the lights on and keeps us bringing new content to you guys all the time. Uh, they've agreed to give us a list of what you guys are buying, but we don't get to see who's buying what. And that's where some of the fun comes in because you guys do throw us a curveball every now and again. And we get some very interesting items on that pop up on our list every now and again. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, tonight, we've got a couple items each that we're going to share with you guys. Uh, Tony, take it away. Alrighty, I can certainly do that. Uh, oh, i got to switch the the camera thing here. I was doing a screen grab to put up on Twitter to let everybody know what we were doing. Anyway, we have a, uh, well, this is kind of a boring thing. And the reason why I picked it is because, well, if, if you're trying to, uh, <laughs> if you're trying to, uh, um, cool something, you know, like mm -hmm. a, on the refrigerator and your yeah. ice cream is melting, it can be very exciting. So, and also too, mainly I want to make sure that you understand that you can get anything Almost, well, almost anything from Amazon.com. This is a Whirlpool condenser motor for a refrigerator. Somebody spent $60.97 for this, and uh, they may have even got overnight shipping, which, you know, when you are you need a part, uh, you kind of need it fast when it's a refrigerator. Now, yeah. uh, I don't know that this is a refrigerator because it's a condenser motor for uh, for a refrigerator, so I don't know that it's for a food refrigerator. I guess it could be for other things, but mm, I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot of boring model numbers here that, that this thing uh, fits for. The, the important thing is, is it says it's a genuine replacement part. I guess that well, would be that's, a non-genuine replacement part, right. which would be like a big ice cube. That would be non-genuine. <laughs> probably end up in a different form by the time it got to you in the mail. <laughs> So anyway, there's a, a multitude of things you can get at Amazon, and one of them is a Whirlpool condenser motor for a refrigerator. Yeah, Specs and uh, that was uh, that was the same same item that I had picked, Tony. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> that was that was my first item as well. I picked it for the exact same reason that you did, and that was to uh, to demonstrate and illustrate to the people out there, the listeners, our fans, that you guys can virtually get anything out there, including replacement parts for your refrigerator, like Tony said. But I've got another one here that I was going to have some fun with, guys. This is the Armor Gothic Punk Rockstar Wet Look Leather-Like Faux Skirt Leggings. Uh, Gothic uh, punk rock star I did not fashion buy forward those design. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. Wet look leather like faux skirt leggings. Now with 30% more faux. 
One size fits extra small to medium. Might explain why I had to butter up my legs to fit in these damn things. Anyways, uh, lesson learned. Always read the fine print, people. Now, you said mofo, right? <laughs> Mor- <laughs> Morpho, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Just want to make sure. So uh, let's see if I got the other thing that you got. Uh, so I'm really surprised you didn't uh, pick this one. It's a, a Smitty Built Universal Snatch Block. Now, I don't think this is the first time that we've seen this purchase on Amazon.com. Uh, you bought what? Uh, this is a uh, Smitty Built 2744. It was twenty four forty nine. I mean, 25 bucks, guys. And I it, think I'm going to have to get one of those. I yeah. don't, that's one thing I don't have in my recovery yeah. kit. Yeah, it doubles the uh, the pulling power of your winch. Well, you got to get a winch first. I know, but well, it's, it's good to have. The little things first. It's good to have. And if somebody is helping you out and they have a winch, you can certainly use it. So it's not a bad thing to have. Uh, but uh, yeah, but you do need to get a winch. But this is a 732nd inch, 3 8 inch winch wire rope can be used. Black powder coated, uh, grease fittings included for a long life. Oh, that's nice. I don't think mine mm-hmm. has grease fittings. But anyway, like I said, this thing was uh, Amazon and twenty four forty nine. Man, double the power of your winch. And uh, you get enough of these things, you can pull yourself out of something, give it enough trees and enough uh, winch blo- snatch blocks. <laughs> yeah, really. Exactly. <laughs> Now, this is an interesting one. Uh, now, there's all sorts of, uh, of upgrades and uh, available options for modifying your headlights in the Cherokees and, well, even just about any Jeep out there for that matter. This is the Kenson HID Conversion Kit Universal Single Beam Relay Wiring Harness. Now, when I say single beam, that is, uh, means you do not have the ability to retain your brights with this kit, but with HIDs, you may not need it. Number one in service and quality, HID Xenon Relay Harness. Easy and simple installation, usually takes less than 20 minutes. Plug and play with most vehicles. That means uh, even you can install it. Includes the relay harness uh, and pretty much everything you need. Now, this uh, pretty much selects either the low beam or the high beam, but not both, guys. Ultra-bright fused quartz xenon bulb included produces three times brighter light than halogen and uses up to 80% less power, increases visibility, and has long-lasting, non-fading lifetime. Uh, This thing was only $20.49 and included free shipping. So, uh, I don't know, Josh, uh, you know, Tammy was, uh, was over Niagara Falls. I snuck over to her house and stole her other D ring. <laughs> now Tony's got one purple D ring. Uh huh. One purple and uh-huh. one silver. One purple, one silver. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that was, uh, that's our Amazon. You bought what? We just found out what you bought. Oh my God. I just can't believe that made it on the list. So truthfully, Tammy, listening to this Amazon, you bought what? Does it does it encourage you to go over to Amazon.com and uh, uh, start looking at stuff, start putting stuff in the uh, in the uh, the outbox, the uh, the thing oh, well, that you go? We buy stuff at Amazon all the time. Um, it's just a matter of remembering, and I think the more we remind people, because I think a lot of people buy on Amazon. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's uh, oh yeah. It's just got to remember to to do it. I buy a lot of Kindle books. I wonder. Oh, I haven't bought yeah. them in a while. I could start, but I don't know if I want you guys reading what books <laughs> I'm reading online. Well, that's the thing is we don't find out who's buying what. All we get to see is the item that is being purchased. And uh, that's where we end up with some of those very oddball right. items that pop up on our list every now and again, because it is anonymous. So you guys can have fun by trying to throw us off our game a little bit with some stuff that uh, you might only see in certain select bedroom nightstand drawers right. or Things like that. 
I was I was shocked that Amazon sells that that, that type of stuff. Seriously, I had no idea. And, and it's the internet, Tony. It. Well, it's but it's Amazon. Internet. I really didn't expect <laughs> Amazon. You know, I figured that was you know some uh, some shady uh, uh, porn filled site where you go to and then they ship everything to you in uh, nice. These brown are not boxes. pornographic. These are these are marital aids. <laughs> okay, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> When you start buying a diehard to hook up to it, then it's, oh, it's something oh, more than a marital pull, pull aid. Start. It's got it's got a ripcord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long is this chain good for? Okay, so anyway, let's uh, let's move over. Oh, this is a perfect segue for for your review, Tammy. Yeah. yeah speaking of products, <laughs> right? <laughs> what is she going to review tonight? So we need to get a a, a Nikki G uh, intro for oh, yeah. the uh, reviews. Shut up! She's going to talk about the product review. <laughs> Shut up and listen again. <laughs> listen to Mama. <laughs> Take it away, Tammy. Mama knows best. Um, so my re- my review tonight is going to be my barricade rock sliders. Um, the first thing I wish I would have done when I got my stock Sahara was taken off the side steps just taking them off without even having anything because the stock Jeep sidesteps, if you ever go off roading, they are very delicate um, and they're very easily damaged. So um, I noticed that when I went off roading that I damaged mine. So anyway, I got my barricade rock sliders from extreme terrain and they provide the side protection and undercarriage protection. And they are fabulous I've already um, rubbed up against tons of rocks and they haven't done anything. Um, they just, they're so sturdy. Um, they also double as a convenient step um, for those of you who need a step getting in and out of your Jeep. They're heavy duty tubular stainless steel construction. And the ones I got were already powder coated, um, a textured black powder coat finish. So I didn't need to worry about that. And they were so easy to install. Once I figured out where the body mount bolts are, that was a little tricky for me. But once I got underneath the Jeep and I saw the body mount bolts, I was like, oh, okay. Um, And they fit 2007 to 2014 four-door Wranglers, and they have um, two doors. Once for two doors, they're a three-year limited warranty, and they're about $380. And now that I have the Rubicon, the Rubicon comes with Ruby rails and the barricade rock sliders fit with the Ruby rails. Not all sliders or um, steps fit with the Ruby rails. So you need to be careful when you purchase them, but these fit very good with them. Like I said, they're super easy to install. The only difficult part I had was lifting them up onto the Jeep to um, attach them to the Jeep. I, um, at the time, I didn't have very many tools, so I used a rolled up hose to hold them up, but you really should use two people to do it. They're sturdy and solid, and they protect your Jeep against the rocks when you're out crawling. They look awesome, and they've held up really good to all the rocks that I've encountered. So that's the Jeep Mama review, and back to Tony and Josh. And Tammy. And Tammy. <laughs> no, that, that's good. Yeah, I've seen, uh, look, I've had uh, the Warrior Products rock bars on my Jeep, and uh, and and those are not made, I'm going to say, quite as strong as some of the other products out there. But uh, I, I got them for a couple specific reasons. 
Um, not to mention uh, the least of which is to mention uh, the, the looks of them. They really tie well into the theme of my Jeep. I like them, even though they're not the strongest ones out there. They do attach to the pinch seam, pinch seam and uh, and several mounting points along the frame as well. Um, but I'm going to have to be doing some uh, some interesting modifications to them to get them to work after my uh, my unibody stiffeners because there's going to be a little bit more metal on the on the unibody where those things mount to. So um, in addition to uh, to uh, uh, modifying the arms and the mounting points. I'm probably going to be welding some uh, some steel on the bottom of those to reinforce those. Rock rails are, and, and uh, rock bars, you know, rock sliders, it just gives you so much peace of mind when yeah. you guys are out on the trail uh, because, you know, when you start going over steep obstacles or, or things that are sticking up in the trail, um, those rockers are going to get hit regardless of how careful you are. All it takes is a slippery rock or a bad line and you're going to end up with a big dent in your rocker rail, and that's not something you want. So, by all means, some good armor is where to go, what to do first. Um, I always say toe points and armor, first things you do to your Jeep. And it sounds like the barricade rock sliders are a pretty good option for the JKs. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting that you made uh, the comments you made in your review about uh, you wish you had taken off the ornamental uh, <laughs> I guess that would be steps, really, that were on, the, yeah. were on your first Jeep. And it's amazing what you learn when you really get into the Jeep stuff about, uh, you just, I mean, it didn't, it didn't have to be a Jeep. I was uh, sitting in our restaurant this, this evening looking out at the parking lot and I saw this, uh, uh, not off-road vehicle, uh, SUV, it might've been a truck and they had a, a, a bumper, it wasn't a full bumper. It was just one of those little things that you put on the bumper. Uh, that you could hang lights off of or, you know, something oh, okay. like that. And, and they're just ornamental. They sell them for 400 bucks. And, oh, you, wow. and you, with a ball peen hammer, you could go, go out there and in 15 minutes, it would be a ball because it's so thin and flimsy. But they do that because it's for looks. It's not for functionality. And as you start learning about putting things on your Jeep and what is not or, ornamental, which is a functional stuff and, and especially you learn about it when you try to lift it up because it's beefy, heavy things. Yeah. You, you realize when you see these ornamental Chrome things on the other vehicles and Jeeps, I mean, I saw a JK yesterday that had the Chrome two bumpers front and back. Mm -hmm. And I gear, yeah. I guarantee you, I could go over there and lean on it and dent it because yeah, those things are, are typically in about Oh, 62, about 16th of an inch thick. I mean, the, the, that's really just for, for aesthetics, looks. just for looks, yeah. those are, those are not for function. Yeah, anything that's uh, you know like uh, the, the Smitty built Nerf bars, mm -hmm. you, know, you, you get the Nerf bars, the Chrome stuff like that, guys. That, it's not going to protect you on the trail. It may look nice, it may increase the uh, uh, the the visual appeal of the Jeep, but uh, as far as function wise, when it comes to off roading, not yeah. something I would trust. No, and and he, and that's fine if that's what you want to do. I think a lot of people do that without the knowledge of of what it is they're actually doing. Right. They're just getting mm -hmm. something that looks nice, and then they make the mistake of uh, actually uh, running up against something and then see the results. I mean, even, yeah. if, you, even if you don't dent the, the chrome sliders or bumper, you're going to have a nasty scratch in it that's going to be rusty. So, Well, and also, too, what I was told when I was out there, you got to be careful because that sidestep could push up against your door, and they yeah. said that there have been people out there where they can't open their door <laughs> Because the rock has pushed the step up into the door. So, you know, the sliders, you know, the steel sliders aren't going to do that. I mean, and, and the price, very rare. And the price, I bet you right. that if you were trying to pr uh, 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 price a new set of those uh, steps for the Sahara from Jeep, 
they would probably be more expensive than what these uh, actual honest to goodness off road sliders cost. So it, it's a great investment. It's going to protect you even in a in an accident. Uh, if somebody runs up on you, depending on where the bumper is, of course, right, it's going to help protect you and and your vehicle. So uh, I'm sure there'll be some damage, but now they have to go through some heavier steel. Well, let's uh, let's move on to our uh, our wheeling where segment with Josh. And well, luckily Josh is here. I am here still again uh, or something like that. Uh, guys, this is where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. The 30th annual four wheel Jamboree Nationals Lima, Ohio will crawl with more than 2000 four wheel drive vehicles gathered from across the country for a powerhouse off road weekend. Mud bog challenge, general tire monster truck, thunder drags and axle wrenching freestyle competition. Mighty Monster Bus Monster Truck Rides for the Family Burnout Competition. Mickey Thompson Tough Trucks Challenge. That is always a great fun to watch. Uh, championship NMRO Mud Drag Racing. Pro Judge Dip C-Tech, CPEC cho- Tires Show and Shine Competition. Shop the Performance Marketplace. Test your rig on the Fox Shock Proving Grounds. And of course, the real reason why we're going to spend the whole day there, the Cash Prize Miss Four Wheel Jamboree Nationals Contest. All going down May 15th through the 17th at the Allen County Fairgrounds in Lima, Ohio. For more information, head to fourwheeljamboree.com. And the Cadillac Jeepers presents the 14th annual Jeep Blessing. We feel it's important to ask for blessing from God for the off-road season for that year. These guys are putting it together and trying to give back to the community. It's all happening May 2nd in Messick, Michigan at the corner of M15 and M37 at Ellen's Corner. For more information, head to CadillacJeepers.com. That's it for this week, guys. If you got an event coming up that you want to get the word out, well, by all means, let us know. It's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari. It don't matter how big or small. Send us an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. And you know, uh, Tammy has selfishly or not selfishly mentioned her blog at all tonight. Oh. Got to get those plugs in, Tammy. Got to get the plugs in. I never remember. Hey, check my blog out at www.jeepmama.com. And you can follow my story as I enjoy my Jeep, mod my Jeep, and just all sorts of mom fun stuff. I'm looking forward to when her blog gets to the part of, would you people quit asking all these stupid questions? Everybody knows that you're supposed to take those things off the, 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 <laughs> the I want to say the, TJ, the, the, the Wranglers. Blah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, those things that'll bend, get it off there. What are you? What are you doing? What are you silly? I can see that uh, it's uh, it's real easy to get uh, get jaded whenever you've learned this stuff the hard way. But uh, uh, you'll never be that way, I'm sure. Well, guys, yeah, so we guys really appreciate wanna... you uh, being here tonight. We uh, hope you enjoyed the Amazon you bought what segment. Please feel free to go over to uh, our website, either xjtalk.com, wranglertalk.com, or xjtalkshow.com. And click on the Amazon uh, little banner. It'll take you over to Amazon. Then any purchase that you make, we'll get a little something something for it. It won't cost you a penny, not a fraction of a penny, not a fraction, a fraction of a penny more. 
frankly, I think our federal government should get funding this way, where they have to beg for you to yeah. go click on an Amazon link, Josh. All right. We're begging you guys to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And please feel free to leave us a comment as well. Don't forget to subscribe to YouTube. Please head over to xjtalk.com and xjtalkshow.com. You can find our entire show archive available for your viewing and downloading free pleasure at xjtalkshow.com. Guys, please, if you like the show, consider telling a friend. You guys have a great night. Have a great Jeep week. See you later.